This is episode number 306 of the Inner Fight Podcast with Dan Petro. Massive shout out to our show sponsor, Smith Street Paleo. Remember, head over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, and we'll send you a Smith Street Paleo goodie bag. Let's jump right into today's show. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, another guest all the way from the United States, Mr. Daniel Petro. Dan, thanks for joining us on the line. How's things? Going well, going well. Mate, it was 2014 when we competed together in the Dubai Fitness Championships. And I, I just remember so clearly going out to an event and everyone was fully psyched up and all you were doing was cracking jokes. But that's you, mate, isn't it? That's your personality. Yeah, you know, I there's all kinds of different, I think, mindsets that are important for different people going into events. Yeah. Um, you know, and as far back as I can remember, like, you know, being forced to do exercise like you know when we when i played baseball in college or whatever yeah um you know we we'd have to do sprints or something like that after practice and um you know not for punishment or anything just for just to get better at fitness and um you know i always used to just crack jokes the whole time and try (laughs) to make it fun you know because Why, just because it's physically painful doesn't mean it needs to be mentally painful. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think you, I think you perform better when you, when you lower your stress. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for me, my, my coach would always get mad at me. Um, he was like, a uh, he went to a, a military school and, you know, he, he, he thought that, that it was super important to be like really, really focused or, um, <laughs> You know, you had to be like, you had to be pissed off while you're running or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I would be winning all the sprints. Right. And he would be, and he would be mad at me, <laughs> you know, and I would be, I would be putting more effort than anyone else and having a good time doing it and keeping spirits light and, yeah. and making sure everyone has a good time and making a game out of it so that other people push themselves and he would get mad at me <laughs> and I'm like, well, whatever, you know, I'm. But, you know, in that situation, it was like, he, you know, I had somebody actually that cared about what, you know, my stuff was doing. But yeah. now, you know, I kind of take that same mindset and it's like, look, you, you know, I kind of I kind of find it funny when, you know, all the people that um, that work out with no music or, um, you know, try to do things just to make it miserable, yeah. you know, and and that's just so opposite from anything that I've ever done or any mind state that I've ever had. Um and, you know, just kind of speaking of um, that specific instance where you were talking yeah. about, you know, in competition, um, it's kind of it's kind of funny because because a lot of times when you're waiting around, um, you know, before an event, there's a lot of different athletes with a lot of different um, kind of mind states that they want to be in going into a, an event. Yeah. Um, so typically, if I see someone that's really trying to focus or whatever, I stay away from them. I try not to mess them up, um, you know. But if somebody wants to talk and they want to have some fun with it, you know, then then I'm definitely going to go for it. Um, and it tends to kind of put me in a better state of mind. And I think that when you're relaxed, I think you perform better. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, so that's 
that's kind of the background, I guess, of where that stems from. <laughs> it was definitely a good time. But, mate, you, you alluded there to sort of high school and, and running and stuff. Take us back to some of your early memories in sport, what sport meant to you, and sort of how, how you got into it and, and, and how it became part of your life. Um, well, I mean, I've always just kind of been active, as active as anyone probably that I've ever heard of as a kid. Um, I remember just my, we had a, like a babysitting group in our neighborhood to where they, they would exchange playing cards mm. for hours, um, of basically babysitting between. So you could babysit a lot of people and accumulate a bunch of playing cards so you could, you know, whatever. And, but mine were always three to one. Everybody else was one hour was one card. Mine was three, three cards for one hour <laughs> just because I was always just going going you know just i wasn't really a bad kid i was just super high energy and going around and um you know i played traditional sports soccer football baseball basketball whatever yeah um but i kind of just did whatever i never really loved any specific sport right and i also loved doing things like mountain biking and skateboarding and rollerblading and i probably liked doing those things more so than i did regular sports right um, and I ended up being in a city that the baseball was probably the most competitive sport and the one that fit me the best physically. Mm-hmm. So I ended up playing baseball. Um, but, you know, baseball is fun because I, I enjoyed the being around, you know, a bunch of guys and having fun with it. But I never really loved baseball. Right. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird game to me, just as far as like. It's it's probably I don't know maybe besides golf, it's probably one of the most mentally stressful games there is. Right. Just because it has the highest failure rate of any sport. <laughs> um, when you're when you're hitting in baseball, if you're successful thirty percent of the time, then you're you know you're a Hall of Fame baseball player. Right. Yeah. And there's no other sport. You know, think if um, you know Stephen Curry made thirty percent of his three three pointers. Yeah, you know, or thirty percent of his shots, or whatever. You know, he would be terrible. Yeah, but you know, for us, you just kind of have to just get. You know, baseball was like just get used to failing and get used to failing and get used to failing and, um, you know, so for that, I never really, you know, it was always just kind of stressful and it and it wasn't really my thing. Mm. And then, so how did how did it develop and how did you move into obviously. CrossFit became a big part of your life, and we're looking forward to speaking about your experience at the CrossFit Games and all of that. But how did you how did you move into that? Well, I've always just I was always super into fitness, right? Um, and I did a bodybuilding like an all natural where they you know they drug test for steroids and stuff like that, which all the guys I were going against probably cheated and you know, they were massive. And so I, you know, I did okay in like the novice division, but, um, and it was fun. And, you know, I did it because I thought I was going to try to pursue a career just in, um, you know, personal training and nutrition and fitness. And, um, and, you know, I thought at the time that it was good to have that experience under your belt. So you could show people, Hey, I I know I've done this before. I know how to do it. I know how to like, you know, get my body fat super low and all that stuff or whatever. Um, and so it was kind of just a natural progression of what I wanted to do. Um, and I did that and it was kind of fun. Um, I knew I didn't want to do it again. Um, but right when I got done with doing that 
stupid little bodybuilding show, <laughs> um, I, I started looking for other stuff. Right. I knew that wasn't like the thing that I could just keep doing. Yeah. Um, so I started looking at, um, I wanted to basically, I, I was looking for stuff that I could use my athleticism. Right. Um, you know, because bodybuilding, there, there's no coordination or athleticism involved. Right. And I've never been one that, that was one of the crazy naturally muscular guys. Yeah. And so for me, the reason that I was good at sports or, you know, and the reason I think I'm good at CrossFit is just because of my coordination. Um, you know, I think I can move more efficiently than other people. Right. And, um, and that didn't have any benefit in the sport of bodybuilding. So I started <laughs> looking at like mixed martial arts because yeah. I thought that would be fun. And then I realized that I'm way too heavy. Um, and that I was fighting guys that were like, um, you know, built like you yeah. and, you know, with, with, with arms that are a foot longer than mine. And, <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, um, so I kept looking and found CrossFit and it was right before the open of 2012 actually. Right. Um, and I went in and, um, and started doing the classes and started coaching, um, just because I had been teaching fitness forever. Um, I, the, the gym I was at let me start coaching, um, as I was getting my level one and, um, and then basically I went right into the open. Um, and it was seven minutes of burpees was the first event. Um, <laughs> Did that make you have second thoughts about what you'd just committed to? Or? Yeah. And still to this day, that, that workout, I, 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 I still tell people if that workout came up, I, I, I would not make regionals. <laughs> How many burpees did you many, do? Um, I did 108, and then 112, and then 118. I did it three times. You did it three times. Good. That's a good, that's a good way to treat the open in the first year. Oh yeah, and then I ended up making regionals, and I ended up doing well at regionals actually. Yeah. Um, even though I had no business being there, um, just because I wasn't ready for it, and I wasn't ready for that volume, and I just remember being absolutely crushed. Right. Um, I think I I think I tied for tenth. Um, that year, wow. so I did okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, but I was wrecked. I remember not being able to like reach forward and turn the water on on the faucet, and wow. just because my back was blown up from those uh, from Diane on the first day, and yeah, um, I had never done anything like that before. And I remember I I almost broke my wrist doing a clean like a month <laughs> before regionals, and and I had to get a cortisone shot in my wrist, and I couldn't wow. hold a bar in a front rack anyway wow. just because my flexibility wouldn't let me yeah um so i had to hold it like up in front of me you know like you see the guys do now that you know when they first start crossfit when yeah. they can't do a front rack position i mean i was the same yeah and um and it was a mess but um but it was but i i found i i knew that i found something that kind of worked well with my skill set right um and so for, from then on i you know i i got my level one like two weeks after regionals and then um told the guy that i was coaching for i said you know you have me for one year and then i either I, i'm gonna either open my own gym or i'm gonna try to get a real job you know <laughs> so that's and luckily i was able to open my gym and i did it it was about right at one year um i mean and then um, not only that mate yeah. but in 2013 you obviously you you qualified for the games placing third in your region is that something that you sort of committed to in 2012 you rocked up you did there's seven minutes of burpees and like you said you sort of made it to regionals just 
you know, you had no right to be there, but placed well. Did that give you some motivation? I mean, you must have had one hell of a year from 2012 to 2013 to, to place third in your region just a yeah, year Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I still, I think about that and, you know, it wasn't a perfect year for me as, as far as workouts go. Yeah. Um, but it was so different. Um, for one, the scoring was different. The way they used to just, if you got first, you got one point. If you right. got 20, if you got 20 points. So for me, that's much better because I don't tend to win events. I've only won one event at regionals in, right. in five years. Right. Um, so for me, it does better to be steady across the board or to have more events. So. Right. I think I did well at the games because there were so many events. Right. Um, then I just kind of stay around and I and I just tend to do pretty good on everything instead of really good or really bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the old scoring system definitely suited me better. Yeah. Um, I think the new scoring system is probably better. Right. Um, I think you should be rewarded more so for moving up from third to second than you do from 33rd to 32nd. Yeah. I think there's a bigger difference in effort and ability level to move you one spot as you get further up the leaderboard. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, You know, um, it just doesn't suit me so well. So I've had to kind of restructure my training a little bit to try to, you know, hopefully win some events every now and then. Yeah. Um, But... Um, but yeah, I didn't really know what to expect going into the, to 2013 and, um, and you know, that year the stars kind of had to align. I think I've had better years at regionals than Uh, that one and that I haven't made it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was before the Southeast region was the was as strong as it is yeah i mean you're, um, you're a part of a, an, an incredibly strong region really you've got some super top athletes over there i think i think we have arguably the, the strongest um super regional in the world for yes. the men yes um and i think that the southeast before we turned into a super regional was probably top three you know that was when the central east and um and california yeah were still super strong so we were up there but now it's you know it's just a whole different thing you know i there was there was guys that went to the games last year that would not even made our regionals what well, i mean let's jump into that a little bit mate you know, the, the structure you've been you've been around it since the open in 2012 you've seen different changes they've now made sort of almost combined regions super regions what's your view is CrossFit still getting the best people to the games? And I think your answer to that is probably no from what you've just said. And how should well, they yeah, try and get the best on, people? For the most part, yeah. I right. mean, I think that moving to super regionals was a great idea. Right. Um, you know, it, it, took, um, it took Asia and Latin America and put them with other regions and made them have to, you know, beat other, other regions and stuff. And I think that's where the, I think the biggest gaps were were in those two regions right um and as far as the u.s goes um you know europe has been strong and is going to be strong um i don't know maybe they'll eventually as it grows break europe into multiple regions you know or something i don't know what they'll do um but i think combining regions is definitely better yeah um you know but i mean there's still there's still a couple regions in there that that's that that are a little behind, but yeah. not much. Yeah. And, and if you, and the, the thing is though, if you look at they're they're not as deep, but if you look at, um, 
you call them the weakest regions. The, yeah. the guys that go to the games that qualify are still putting up the same times that the guys that qualify for the games in the stronger regions are putting up. Right, right. So we're still, you we're know still what I mean? So it's, there's still, yeah. yeah, it's just the, the 10th place guy or the 15th place guy, their scores are considerably lower, but the top five are the same. So if you take those top five guys and you put them in any region, they're still probably going to be right there with the, you know, where yeah. they should be and, and probably making it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's super hard to tell. And I think the right, I think the right athletes are going, yeah. um, to you know, I mean, I'm I'm not saying at all that that I should have made it other years that <laughs> yeah. I haven't made it. I'm yeah. not saying that at all. You yeah. know, I'm speaking of the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Talk us and, through um, the year that you did make it, though, mate. 2013, you placed 13th in the CrossFit Games. That must have been just really just a year, 18 months into your experience with CrossFit. This little sort of change and you know finding fitness competitive. What was it like to be there at the CrossFit Games competing and placing, you know, I mean, anywhere in the CrossFit Games is good, but 13th is a seriously good place in your first year and second year of CrossFit, really, isn't it? Yeah, I always figured that if I could ever make it back there again or make it there, that I would do well there. Yeah. Um, I kind of consider myself a little bit of, um, you know, an athlete kind of like Cole Sager. Right. Right. Well, where where we we kind of thrive on um the odd you know using athleticism um you know we like high volume we like you know consistency and um we like things that nobody else has done before including us right um you know i i can adapt to a movement quicker than most yeah um so if you know, for me, being being the first weekend of regionals versus being the last is better for me. Right. Um, because the less time I my competition has to practice workouts, the better for me. Because I don't tend to improve ever. Right. I've, <laughs> I've redone like I've redone like maybe eight open workouts. Yeah. For I've only had to redo redo two of them because of a uh, poor performance. Right. Um, the rest were, um, you know, the first was the burpees, of course. Yeah. And then the second actually was the first workout of this year. I didn't switch my hand. I didn't switch the dumbbell to the other hand on the way down on my right. first try. Right, right. And it was very, very different. Um, and I, I did it in like 1258 and was just completely smoked. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, and then I went back and switched hands and I yeah. did it in, you know, over a minute faster and wow. – I was way less fatigued. I, you know, I, I actually thought that, that I could have gone quite a bit faster. Yeah, right. Um, and I was like, man, I really messed that up the first time. But typically <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, typically I get it right the first time. And if the, you know, I've had a couple where like the judge miscounted a rep and I had to go back and do it or, yeah. um, or, um, my video malfunctioned and I had to go back and do it. And usually I'm within one rep or like right. within two seconds of my time that I really? did it the first time. Like I, I tend to not improve, which I think – I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think it's <laughs> probably – from my perspective, I think of it as a good thing because yeah. I think that I kind of get it right the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's one you of the know, things so, though, that it, it's almost an attitude, isn't it? You know, I'm going to go in and do this workout. I've got one chance. I think, I think sometimes the Open probably breeds that option to, to, to do workouts two or three times, although – 
generally we don't see people improving a lot. It, it sort of gives you that option. It comes out on a, on, on a Thursday night and you've got time and, you know, oh, I'll test it tomorrow and then let's see how it sure, goes. I and, see, I see people improving 20, 30% on a workout. Right. Sometimes. Right. And you're like, how the hell, what, what were you doing the what first we, time? What were you That's doing? what I yeah. want to ask these guys. It's like, they'll go 13 minutes on 17 one and then yeah. they'll come back again and go 11 minutes. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? Were right. you doing? Unless it was something weird, like you know what I was saying, like I just did the wrong strategy. Yeah. But you know, on a workout that's you know that's that there's not really that much time to gain or lose. I mean, that one everybody went unbroken on everything, so it was yeah. like, okay, well, then it's just a burpee speed. Yeah. And you know, it's like, what were you what were you doing? I don't know. And so you know. I guess some people, like you said, maybe they're just kind of feeling it out their first time through. Yeah, it's, it's quite um, a strange one. What What do you think I, about the the sort of obviously since since you started in 2012, there's a lot more people involved in CrossFit in the open and in competition. What do you think about the balance between CrossFit as as a sport and CrossFit as a mode of fitness for the guy that works nine to five? Where's the borderlines? What are the issues that we're seeing? My my main focus has always been on CrossFit for the average individual right. that doesn't want to compete. I think that's what it was designed for. I think that's what it's perfect for. Um, that's what I implement in my gym. Um, <clears throat> you know, they they follow a little bit of the main structure of my programming, but I always add in some kind of um, you know classic GPP general physical preparedness type of workout, you know, where they're carrying a med ball and having to do bear crawls and, um, you know, whatever it may be that they, you know, more of like a military or, or, um, just kind of everyday style workout. Yeah. Um, are you there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think that, that CrossFit is great as a sport. Yeah. I think that it's entertaining and fun and, um, you know, obviously it's successful as a sport. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's it takes kind of a unique setup and it takes a really good idea of what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I think um, I think Dave Castro does a really, really good job of, um, you know, finding workouts that really do test everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if you didn't have someone that put as much time and thought as he does into the workouts, I think you could really quickly lose that. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could really quickly turn it into an endurance sport or a weightlifting sport or a gymnast sport. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think that it it does a really good job of testing the original kind of thought process of you know, especially at the games, you're limited so much at regionals with what they can do. You know, they yeah. can't have us do a, a six mile run through Absolutely. the mountains at, yeah. at regionals. Yeah. Um, you know, so at, at generally my worst events are the regionals events, which kind of sucks. It's good because if I could ever make it to the games again, then I, then I'd like to think that I could thrive there a little more so, but yeah. it makes it tough for me to get there. But, um, but you know, I think, I think it's, it's really, really um, still the best thing that I can come up with 
to prescribe my members for just general fitness and health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've done every side of fitness that there is and it's still the best combination. I think, what, what do you think about the difference? You just alluded to things there. Like you do, you do better at the games than you do at regionals. Cause you can't do that sort of six mile run through the mountains. As, as you said, mate, what do you think about the three different stages? Cause we're, we're essentially seeing it now as the open as quite a different competition to the, to regionals. And then at the games, we're like, yeah, they're games athletes. They should be able to do anything here. Go and do a triathlon. What, what do you think that, because it's not always, it's it's testing different things at the three different stages, right? Yeah, I think the open and and regionals are similar, um, and I think about half the events at the games are similar to all mm. of those. And then the games right. adds an extra five or six that are, you know, outside the typical gym space yeah. type of workouts. Um, but yeah, the open the open is. Uh, the open is probably the the most difficult thing that I would think if I was going to program workouts. It's like how do you program a workout that everyone can do, but also still finds the best? Yeah, you know because it's risky to put a weightlifting movement for a one rep max because, um, you know, as good as Fraser and Panchik and you know the guys that are really strong lifters. You know, your anchor and all those guys, as good as they are at lifting. Yeah. Um, you know, they're nowhere near, you know, weightlifting competitors. Yeah. And so, you know, if a weightlifting competitor wanted to do the open and they got a, a you know, there's probably 150 weightlifters in each, divi- in each region that could put a score up. And even if they're m- mediocre weightlifters, they're still better than the best crossfitters. So, yeah, right. and if a CrossFitter gets 150 points on a workout, then they're out of regionals, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like if you program a workout that involves a one rep max that doesn't have some sort of required test before it, then you you could you could wipe out every single previous games athlete in one workout. <laughs> That'd be interesting. You know, potentially. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you have to you got to be super careful, um, and then you know, what if they put a one mile run for time in the open? Yeah. No, but no, not one single games athlete would make regionals. Yeah. <laughs> because the, I got five guys at my gym right now that can run a faster mile than me, and I'm actually a decent runner compared to <laughs> CrossFitters. Yeah. yeah. You know, and those guys can't, they can't do a, they can't do a 185 pound snatch, but they can run a five minute mile. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's, it's a weird thing that, that again, I think, Dave has done a crazy good job of, um, you know, of keeping that balance of testing athletes and making it easy enough for everybody to do, but hard enough to where, um, you know, a specialist of one certain movement won't come in and, and, or a bunch of specialists won't come in and take out the people that, that are there year after year. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are you seeing, mate? You, you've spoken a little bit about your gym, CrossFit West Cobb that you've, you've had open for, for five or six years now. What are you seeing in, as far as a, a movement within the CrossFit world goes? We've seen a lot of CrossFit gyms open. We've seen a lot of CrossFit gyms close. You've obviously done a lot of things right. Man, and- nobody has seen more than, than us in Atlanta. Really? Atlanta has the most per capita CrossFit gyms of any city in the world. Wow. Since I've, since I've opened, I've, got, um, I've had two CrossFit gyms and five standard 
large, like LA Fitness, like huge gyms open within a mile and a half of me. Wow. How, how um, have you dealt with that? Seven gyms. <laughs> um, it's really hard, man. We, we haven't yeah. really grown much. We've stayed steady. Right. Um, but we, we, we've, we haven't really been able to get new people in like we used to. Right. Um, so what I've done is I've added a yoga and a bar fitness studio. Right. Um, so I think yoga obviously pairs really well with CrossFit. Um, okay. And then the bar fitness, it, it's, it's another one of those where it's a good thing to get people started and yeah. get them in the gym. Absolutely. And then let them see that CrossFit is something that they can do. Because yeah. the, the, you know, people are still so intimidated by CrossFit because they think CrossFit is the CrossFit Games. Yes. And it's just not. It's just so <laughs> different. Um, and it's it's impossible to tell somebody that and have them believe you. They have to come into the gym and see it. Yeah. Um, so what we've been focusing on is, um, you know, how the, heck, how the heck do we get people in the gym so that they can see it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's basically all our, our focus. Um, yeah. How, how do you do, aside from obviously you've got those tools, but what, what is it that you're seeing people, is it just because they see CrossFit in social media and the CrossFit games and then maybe hear the reports now, we've had five or six years of this, people have snapped their backs in half, we see all the bad social media. What's really going on sort of that's creating this poor image? Well, I think it's very similar to... Um, anything that 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 kind of is in the media, um, mm. I don't think people look into anything, right? Ever, right? I just don't. Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know what the percentages of people that actually read articles and actually go do research on anything. Yes, I mean it's just low. People just don't. Yeah, true. Um, you know, and um, you know, so if they see a headline then that's what they think and they they don't even read the article and you know or if they see a video they don't bother to look to see whether that was actually done at a crossfit gym yeah. or if it was done in somebody's garage yeah. or if it does it was done with an with a level one trainer watching or if it was done at a competition that crossfit does not sanction and approve yes um yeah. you know you got a lot of people out there because anybody can make a competition they right. can't call it crossfit but they can call it you know Fitness. they can call it the you know, wad massacre yeah. event thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you show up and they got people doing like dips with rings hanging off your neck. And you're like, what the hell? This is never, this was never a thing that CrossFit yeah. Yeah. said we should do. Yeah. And, um, but people don't care. People don't, people are not going to look into things. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I don't, it's, it's a constant battle. And, and, you know, I think that the only way you can combat that is just um, continue day after day to provide a good product. And, yeah. And, um, you know, if every gym worries about their gym and they make sure everybody's safe and everybody does the right thing, yes. then after a few years, the image changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which I think is happening. Right. Um, I don't think that the reason it's difficult to grow in a city like Atlanta is because of necessarily so much that people are worried they're going to get hurt or they're scared of it. I mean, that's a thing. That's definitely a part of it. 
I think a lot of it is just that there's just so much competition now. Yeah. Um, do, do you not but think that, that being said, CrossFit? I think the image is getting better. Do, do you not think that CrossFit sort of expanded that market for other fitness concepts to come into? Like it's it's almost. I can't really hear you. What? It's getting a little. The background noise is getting a little tough to hear you. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. That's is a that better. okay? I what what I was saying, mate, is do, do you not think that the the CrossFit, the emergence of CrossFit has grown the category of fitness a lot more and so has enabled these competitors to enter the market. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's still room for it to keep growing. Right. Um, you know, so as, the, there, as there becomes more gyms, there becomes higher participation numbers in general. Um, I think that in a lot of places that it's... Um, that the number of gyms opening is moving a little faster than the number of new CrossFitters that are accumulating. Right. Um, yeah. What, but yeah, I mean, for sure. Where, that. where do you think it'll go to? Like we, you've been in the game now for sort of five years where, what will CrossFit look like as a, you know, as a form of fitness for the population, for the public in five years time? I mean, I hope it stays like it is. I hope it keeps, you know, I hope it stays that it's relatively small gyms with small communities and, um, you know, s- single owner gyms tend to, um, you know, that that stay at the the right size. I think that CrossFit should be. Um, yeah. You know, when you get multiple owners, they get really big, and then you have to do more volume just so each owner can make what they need to make, and yeah. um, you know, that, and then it turns into problem. something different, yeah. and then you, you, you know, and then and then you start charging seventy five dollars a month instead of one hundred and seventy five dollars a month because you're just trying to fill up space. Yeah, and then it kind of turns into a different product. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, so I think the, you know, I think the. The small to moderate size single owner gyms with, you know, with a high enough price to where they can still provide a really good product. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope that's where it kind of stays. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, what's happening is that now they're putting CrossFit programs into every gym. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably one of the biggest threats as well, isn't it? That, you know, it. It, it continues, like you said, people see and it gets portrayed in the media and it's going to continue to get portrayed in other places, maybe other gyms, and that's maybe not out and out what's going on and what really is what CrossFit was meant to be, I guess. Yeah, and you know, as long as you kind of stick to the same basics of, you know, form before intensity and make yeah. sure they go through a decent on-ramp and you actually pay attention to who you're hiring as a coach, then, you know, it's still okay. It still works and it's still effective and it's still a good product. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it's it starts becoming less effective, but, um, you know, and then you start going back to, you know, it'll kind of, I think it'll kind of control itself. Yeah. Because the more that, the more it gets diluted, the more it'll go back to a negative image. Yeah. Yeah, and then it'll start getting smaller again, and then it'll start going back to a better image, and then it'll start growing again. And it'll, you know, so it'll kind of go through it's those almost, waves. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, luckily, the waves are small enough to where they're not really affecting. Yeah. Um, you know, the gyms that are established. Yeah, um, you just kind of go with the flow, and that's just you know it is what it is, and and you keep providing a good product, and then you're okay. Yeah. Um, 
It'll but be. you know, it's just like it's just like a restaurant. You know, people are going to drive by two or three different restaurants to go to the one they want, Absolutely. and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the cheapest restaurant. Yeah. It just you know, people are still going to find the products that they want. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Well, mate, talking back, let's go back to the present quickly before before we wrap this up. How's the Open going for you so far? Are you going to qualify for regionals? Are you going to go to the games? What's going to happen this CrossFit Games season for you? And then who's going to win the games? Uh, and then what? Who's going to win the games? <laughs> who's going to win the games? Do you want to start with that right. one? <laughs> uh, no, we'll talk about current athletes, I guess, at the end. Yeah. I'll give you my, my opinion without trying to offend anybody. <laughs> um, so this year has gone about like expected. Um, the first workout was a little guy burpee race with yeah. a short range of motion. The second one was an even smaller guy, um, you know, toes to bar and bar muscle up race. Yeah. Um, so I did... I did well to stay with the pack, um, right. which was my goal. Right. And then now, um, you know, I actually haven't done 17-3 yet. My daughter was in the hospital this week, and oh. it's just been crazy. Um, but she's fine, and everybody's good, but we're, we were just run down. and um, So I'm actually going to do 17.3 this afternoon. All right. Um, well, best of luck with that. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I'm only going to do it once anyway, right? So it <laughs> yeah, matter. of course, we know that. <laughs> I, I can handle a little pressure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so so this will definitely be a better week for me and should move me back up um, right. into the mix again. And, I'm, you know, but, the, I mean, the workouts this year have been good. I mean, so I, I think that they're very much in line with what needs to be tested. So, if, right. you know, but, um, yeah, so I... I I don't know. This year's been crazy. I've had this year's been probably my my craziest year for just like ups and downs for, um, you know, stress and emotions and yeah, training right. and highs and lows and it's just been all over the place. And sometimes I feel like Superman and sometimes I feel <laughs> awful and I can't <laughs> tell where I am. Uh, you know, honestly, I just like you. You just never know. You right. never know. And going into last year's regionals, I had planned on not even competing really anymore. Yeah. And then about three months before regionals, I decided to take on a, a new coach. And I said, I want to train for 2017. Yeah. And he said, well, now's not a good time because you might go backwards some actually, you know, before you go forwards if we start training right now. And I was yeah. like, that's okay. I'll just kind of use this as a throwaway year. And then, you know, Sunday morning, I find myself in fourth place at regionals. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You know, yeah. and then I've had years where I felt amazing, and then I did shitty. Yeah. So you yeah. know, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I just try to just show up and not think about too much about how I feel and where I am. Yeah. And you can't use the open as a judge because you never know Absolutely. what the hell people are doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, people perform so differently in the in their home environment than they do in a competitive atmosphere. <laughs> yes. And, um. You know, so I try not to use the open as a judge for anything. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, mate, we'll, we'll, right, to see we'll be watching you, that's for sure, and it'll be great. You, you've placed eighth in regionals last year. It'd be great to see you place higher and get a spot back at the games and see how you do in that environment, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. Who's going to win the games, male and female? Come on, put it out there. I think the male answer is probably a little bit more confident than the female answer. Right. Um, but man, I think, uh, Katrin just looks like a monster right now. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, the Open is never where she thrives. Right. So, you know, she's not going to win the Open, and that doesn't change my answer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I think that she's just – I think she's got it dialed in right now. And she – you know, a lot of people, they have a good year, and then they tend to get complacent. Yes. Um, and, you know, that was one thing that was – unbelievable about rich is you know he just never stopped training you know yeah. he just didn't yeah. um and he just stayed hungry for so long yeah um, and it looks like fraser's staying super hungry too yeah um, certainly does. you know but katrin you know i've been lucky enough to get to hang out with her around um atlanta and she comes and trains here um once or twice a year and because she's got family in atlanta right and um you know, so I I kind of get some updates on what she's doing, and we we chat every now and then just through text or whatever. And she's yeah. just always going, always going, always going. <laughs> and she's got a great support team, and yeah. Um, and I just think that right now that those two are going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think we spoke to a few people, and it seems like they might they they, they seem to be the sort of crowd's favorite so we'll we'll see how it pans out and what do you think mate i i think the same saw matt fraser saw matt fraser down uh, down here in dubai in december and he was super impressive and yeah and I mean, that was after he just decided that he wasn't yeah he didn't think he was in good enough shape to do the yeah the the the, the, the uh, invitation yeah the invitation so but there's some other guys that i'm super excited to see go this year i mean i don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat them but yeah um you know it's gonna i think it's gonna be a crazy year i think the level of competition is just exploded yeah i mean it just it's so crazy yeah there's a so crazy there's a lot you'll be happy mate i'm i'm now in the masters category in the 35 to 39 year olds so you don't have to lose to me anymore so that'll good make, that'll well you, you can still happy. go to regionals yeah, well, we yeah, the regionals event for us is slightly different, so we'll see we'll see how that goes. And yeah, it's um, but it's good out of our gym. Obviously, Phil Hesketh, who's you know he went to the games two years ago. He's in good shape, and the girls are in good shape. So we'll see. Hopefully, they'll do well at regionals. But I think I'm with you for the games, mate. Matt Fraser still looks awesome, and let's see on 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 the girls side i'm not really sure who can touch katrine it's it's going to be tough that's just like you said i think i think it's going to be super tough so but mate that's um i've taken plenty of your time and some some really cool insights there into what's going on and into what you've done mate and i you know i'm sure people will be following you i'm sure you've still got a you you left quite a touch on dubai when you were here a couple of years ago and so i'm sure people will still be following you out there and we just want to wish you the best of luck mate and hope it all goes hope the stars align for you this year oh yeah yeah man <laughs> and uh i uh, hope you guys are all doing well over there in dubai it was a yeah. uh, shame that i couldn't make it back out there i love that place but uh maybe this year mate but uh maybe it's it's just crazy but uh yeah. Hope everyone's doing well there too as well. Right, everything's great. Dan, we really appreciate your time and obviously encourage people to check you out over Instagram, CrossFit West Cobb. They can check you out and obviously on, on, on your own Instagram, Quadzilla. You still running under Quadzilla? Yeah, I think it's Daniel Quadzilla Petro. Daniel I think Quadzilla Petro. That's it. The man yeah. that gets his shorts tailor made. I think, it's about, I think it's about time I took that off of there though. I think there's people out there that are making me look bad now (laughs) 
mate. You're still in great shape and you're still doing some great things. So congratulations for that. And thanks a lot for taking the time to chat to us, buddy. It's, it's been a good time. All right, no problem. Good to hear from you. Cheers, Dan. Speak to you soon, mate. All right, bye. Cheers, man. Bye. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast, folks, and I do hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, if you want to speak to us, drop us an email, winning at innerfight.com. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.